0: and uh blessed blessed with you know the bible says that children are inherited are gifted from the lord how blessed is a man whose quiver is full of them when i just feel so preparing for today i feel like god there's so many things i'd love to go to go back and do over knowing what i know now i'd like to but you can't you got to put it behind you and uh, and keep going but uh Children are a blessing I inherited from the Lord, and they are a blessing to you in your old age. Praise God. Father, we just open our hearts to you today to your word. Feed us, O oh Lord, strengthen us, encourage us in Jesus name. Amen. A husband and a father is a, is a demanding and sacrificial calling. We are called to lay down our lives for our families the same way that Jesus laid down his life for us, and men are supposed to lead God gives men God gives the man the male the man great authority, and we have to exercise it properly in order to be the, the person that God wants us to be. I was thinking well we we have children we bring, we we bring we bring in an eternal life into the existence. Our kids are going to live somewhere forever. Either in heaven or in eternal torment. And I think one of the worst things that could ever happen to a father is to is to have his children not be saved and spend eternity in hell away from the presence of God when he could have done something about it but didn't. It's terrible. You know, there's, there's so many people say living without God, just ignoring him. I saw an article online. <clears throat> I saw an article online this, this week. For uh, there was an episode of Jeopardy. I didn't see the program, but uh, they said there was the one of the questions was it was a two hundred dollar question on uh, it didn't show the topic, but here was the question. Matthew six nine says, "Our Father who art in heaven, blank be thy name." None of the contestants even tried to answer it. They, they three of them, they, didn't know, they had no idea what that was. It blew me away, but it shouldn't have because I'll tell you what happened to me personally. When I was when we were in, when I was still in the Air Force, we had Lieutenant Colonel, my last Squadron Commander here at Griffiths was, Jim, was Lieutenant Colonel Jim Lowe. and he used to say. You have to know your emergency. Every airplane has emergency procedures that you have to commit to memory. You have to just know them. You have to just know them and know them. Stick center forward, neutral throttle idle, EDM button to press is a spin procedure for an F106. still in me. Still there. I've known it for years. Anyway, he used to say, you need to know your emergency procedures like the Lord's Prayer. And everybody understood what he meant. You need to know it by heart. Well, one day, we were sitting alert up in Maine. And it was, I won't say the name because it's being recorded. But one of, the, one of my fellow flyers said to me, ha, 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 you know how Colonel O says you need to learn, you need to know your emergency procedures like the Lord's Prayer? Ha, ah, ha, ha, what's the Lord's Prayer? And I was, I was shocked. Somebody on, in, in America didn't know the Lord's Prayer. But that's what's happening today. People are, people are emphasizing everything about God. They don't, they're not... Fathers are not leading their families in the ways of the Lord. And that's a primary responsibility. It's ours. We're the head. God made us the head. We have to be like Christ. We have to be gentle and loving and compassionate. Not overbearing and demanding. We have to be men of God. Not men of the world. Anyway, I'm going to, I've got some things on my heart today. So I'm just going to let it rip, I guess, as a praise the Lord. Men have to be very careful that their careers, their personal ambitions, their financial success, reputation doesn't become more important than being a husband and a father. It's a primary calling for a man. Personal ambition at the expense of home life is a problem for men because we, we find much satisfaction in our work. It's, it's gratifying for a man to, to work and provide for his family. But you have to be careful it doesn't become the, the most important thing. We have, we have to be careful that we don't have so many commitments outside the family, that, they're not, that the family, that they're failing as a, as a husband and a father. To succeed in the world, but to fail as a husband and a father, is to fail, even in ministry. I remember years ago there was a, a nationally known pastor in California who ended up divorcing his wife. And somebody was talking to him, talking to him about it. And he said, "He said, he said, I wasn't called to marriage. I was called to ministry." I thought, "You don't know the Bible, brother. Your family comes first. Your family's the most important thing that God's given you. And he's, and we, and men are to lead and to take care of their families. Men are supposed to lead in humility, in service, in patience, in sacrificial love." In kindness and forgiveness and compassion. We have to be humble before our families. Be like Jesus to our families. Jesus came to earth for two, two, two principal reasons. First and foremost was to die, to pay the penalty for our sins, that we might be forgiven and reconciled to God. But secondly, he came to reveal God as a father. He taught his disciples to pray, our Father, who art in heaven. One of the most important functions of a human father is to represent God in his home. Every father represents God to his family, either in a positive way or a negative way. Loving fathers represent God as loving. Abusive fathers represent God as abusive. Neglectful fathers represent God as not caring. So we have to we, we have to take care of our children, teach them the ways of God. Don't just bring them to church; live it before them. Live it, be a godly father in in your all of your lifestyle. And the, <clears throat> excuse me. Derek Prince has a wonderful teaching called "Husbands and Fathers." I read that so, so many years ago, and it trashed me. It really did. And so so many things I found I wasn't doing. Probably the way God wanted me to. And it made, it made an impact on my life. It changed me forever. It says the, the husband has three principal functions. In it, as a priest, as a prophet, and as a king. As a priest, he presents his family to God. As a prophet, he reveals God to his family. And as a king, he provides and protects his family on behalf of God. The Father should be a a man of prayer who prays for his family. As a priest, the Father prays for his family. He sets the spiritual tone. He covers them. He protects them in prayer. I remember we had some friends years ago, Joe and Terry Ryan, wonderful couple. They had 14 kids. It's like they had 14 kids in a house with one bathroom. And they had a bunch of girls. I don't know how they did it, but they did it was amazing. But Joe, he, his oldest son, Joe Jr., would come and, and his, and his, when his father was older. He'd come and visit his father almost every day to, just to see how things were going, see if he could help him out in any way. And one day, because of his schedule, he had to go earlier than normal. So he, went, he, went, he, was, he got to the house pretty early, and they had a covered front porch. He says, I opened the door to the front porch, and there was my dad on his knees, praying for his family. He was interceding for his family, bringing them before God, praying for them. That they'd that they'd serve God, that they'd find God and serve God all their lives. It's important for for a father to be to be praying for his family. Not just leave don't just leave it up to the wife. Be the spiritual leader in the house, not just not just a provider. As a prophet, he represents God to his family. A child's attitude toward God is formed by watching his father. If a father is loving and compassionate and fair, the, the child will see God in this way. If the father is angry or bitter or, or not caring, irresponsible, the child will see God in that way. I was thinking, when we think, when we think of God and the characteristics of God. The first thing, if I say God is fill in the blank, I think the first word that would come to our minds is love, that God is love. And, and that's the way we should be. If God is love and I represent God to my family, then I, then I need to show God's love to my family in, in my life, in my actions, in my words. Am I loving? Am I compassionate? Am I accessible? Do, do my children see me living for God? Do they see me praying? Do they see me worshiping? Not just going to church, but living for God. Fathers are supposed to be the spiritual leader in the home. In Genesis eighteen and verse nineteen, it says, God chose Abraham because he would command his children after him to follow the ways of God. It's one one of the main reasons why God chose Abraham was because he knew that he would command his children. He would, he would, his children would follow God because their father was following God. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. The primary responsibility for spiritual oversight is the, is the father, not the, not the mother. The the wife helps out, but the father needs to be the primary leader in the home. Pray with your children. Talk to them about the things of God. Spend time with your children. Talk to them. Listen to them. Show them that God's interested in their life. And, and finally, as king, father, the father sets the example of godly living. But he also provides for his family. A man, God has called the fathers to be the principal provider. It's not that women can't work. It's not that women shouldn't work. But the, the father has the primary responsibility of providing for his family. In 1 Timothy 5, in verse 8, it says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially those of his household, he has denied the faith as worse than an infidel or an unbeliever. That's, that's pretty strong. That says a, father's, a father should be a provider for his family. A father protects his family. As the head of the home, the father puts himself between his family and the pressures of life. You know, He doesn't have to protect, to protect him in the sense to keep him from being harmed, but, but to protect him from the pressures of life. And a father needs to govern his family. Set boundaries. Determine what a family can or can't do, what they can or can't watch. Set, set boundaries for his families, for, to keep them in line with the God's word. Not harsh, not legalistic, but just boundaries for them to keep. One of the, one of the most important things for a father is to, is to teach their children submission to authority. This is a difficult thing, but we need to, tell, we need to teach our kids to be submitted and they, they'll be, if we're submitted as, as men, they'll be submitted as children. But We have to teach our kids. And part of that is, is, bringing, is bringing loving discipline into their lives. So you see it today, so many kids are so rebellious against their parents. They don't listen to what the parents say. They don't obey their parents. They're, they're just brats. If one of our kids fell on the floor and wanted to throw a tantrum, we'd walk around them they want to throw a tantrum. Let it go ahead. We're just going to ignore you. After a while, they get sick of it, and they, they know that doesn't work. It's not going to work with us. It's not going to work. But it's our responsibility as fathers. God has, given us, God has given us children. We have to raise them right. We have to teach them to love God. Set an example for them. Just bring godly, kind, loving discipline into their life. It's the best thing for them. Don't let, don't let them rule. Don't want to be the boss. Parents. Men need to and men need to be repentant before God, before their children. Recently our son in California called me. He said they they got they had a, they got a dog. They want they have a dog, they were gonna get a second dog. And they went to the wherever they get the dogs. The dog, the dog grocery store. And uh, they found one, they found one that, the, that the kids loved. They said, oh, that's a wonderful dog. My son said I had a check in my spirit. I didn't feel quite right about it. But the kids loved it. So rather than, rather than say I don't feel right about it, I kind of, I gave in. And I, we brought the dog home. But for the next couple of days, I just had, I felt this grieving in my spirit. And I, and I said, I, I sat down. And I said to my kids, "I'm sorry. I know you like this dog, but I just—I'm so, I'm convinced this is not, the, God, this is not the, the dog that God wants us to have." And I repent. He repented before his kids. He said he was sorry. He said he made—he admitted the mistake. Men have to admit they can make a mistake. That's why I tell you, my wife knows. I hate to be wrong. Really, I really—I hate to—I hate to make a mistake. I hate to be corrected. I guess that's kind of a it's a thing with me, but I have to be. I'm not perfect. Men make mistakes. Men need to be willing to make, be willing to admit their mistakes, admit their wrongs, and ask for forgiveness. If you live that way before your children, they'll they'll respect you even more, because they'll see that you're not arrogant, you're not you're not you're not haughty, and all all think and think you know everything. You have to. Live your life before. Them. Speak words of affirmation to your children. Encourage them. Don't be, don't be critical to your children. Don't be always criticizing your kids. They're not perfect. Give them some slack. Don't allow them to be lazy, but don't expect perfection. Don't and don't be comparing your kids to someone else. You know, well, how come you're not like your sister? How come you're not like this person? The kids are different. Don't try to live your life through them. Find out what God has for them. Something else is very important. Praise in public. correct, Criticize in private. Don't embarrass your children by correcting them in front of everybody if you can help it. When you correct them, pull them aside. Correct them in private so you don't embarrass them. Don't be too rigid and controlling. In Ephesians 4, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Give your kids some freedom. Give them some liberties. Don't say no to everything. Let them express themselves. Say yes as often as you can. You know, concerning like lifestyles and hairstyles and the, and the, the clothes they wear. Let them, let, give them a little bit of freedom. Uh, if they go, if they if they start going overboard, you got to bring them back, but give them a little bit of freedom. But I, I say I can see my grandkids now. They're going they're to go they're going to go. Dad, grandpa said, you know grandpa grandpa said, yeah, and he, and dad's going to say yeah, but I say. Grandpa said. Grandpa also said, obey your parents, love your kids. Love you. I know you love your kids, but show them you love them. Hug them. Give them hugs. You know, I grew up. I grew up in kind of a cold family. Someone, someone said to me recently, "Do you, oh, do you hug your kids? Do you hug and kiss them?" I said, "No. The, the Italians are great for that. You know, they mm, they, they hug you. They want to pinch your cheeks. Oh, I love you." But love your kids. Show them affection. Tell them you love them. Let them know that you love them. And they'll be, it makes them so secure when they know that. But make sure you live your life godly before your children. Be a man of God. Be a man, be a gentle. Be a man like Jesus, and your children will follow. Follow you into heaven. It's the greatest reward we can have. You can't take your careers to heaven, but you can take your children to heaven. Our children is the only. Our kids are the only thing we can take to heaven with us. Make sure they go. In Jesus' name, so I just want to wish all the fathers here today a happy Father's Day. And be, be God's representative to your family, and, you, and God will bless you with your children will turn out to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, Amen. Father, I thank you so much for our children. Thank you for blessing us with them, Lord. Thank you that we'll spend eternity together with you in heaven. We worship you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.